Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. We'll be discussing Season 5, Episode 11, titled Synecdoche. Yet another very, very good episode that provides our last little breather episode. Provides our last little... Well, see, it's not even a filler. It It's as close to a filler as three episodes left in the series can get. It, it, it's our last little... Not quite as high stakes episode. It's our last not quite macro episode before. God damn! <laughs> before what's about to happen. I will forgo any uh, hints on those last two episodes, but this is kind of our last little mental reset before the true end game, before the real final battle begins. Uh, and it's. Really, really well done. Uh, of course, this episode starts off. Uh, we are mourning Root's death. We are still recovering from the death of Root. Fusco and Reese hold a little impromptu funeral. Uh, looking at Root's unmarked grave. Or rather, anonymous numbered gravestone. Not named so it's not an unmarked grave so much as an unnamed grave. Point is, no one knows who Root is, and they didn't give her a gravestone with her actual name. And Shaw, as you might expect, not taking it very well. Not taking anything that's happening very well at all. Uh, in fact... She is so, like, just broken up, well, as broken up as Shaw can be, and just angry and pissed off, and just so overwhelmed with just frustration and denial that this is even happening. Like, she spends this entire episode convinced this has to be a simulation, this has to be a simulation, this has to be the simulation. Because she doesn't really want to acknowledge that this definitely happened and she definitely just lost Root. And it's this entire episode long thing that eventually results in her just storming off. Like right in the middle of the DC op, which we'll get into in a minute. And she even for a second is like, hey, Samaritan, come and get me. And then that gambit sort of fails because she becomes uh, the new recipient of Root's rotating identities, which put which hides her from Samaritan. But anyway, we have this period of mourning, and then the machine just immediately drops a new number, and it's the number of 
the President of the United States. The most relevant of relevant numbers. And it goes to the machine and not the government. It goes to us and not the government. Because Samaritan just decided not to warn the government. Samaritan decided that the President of the United States was no longer relevant to national security. The Samaritan deemed the President of the United States irrelevant, so the machine had to send his number over to Reese and Shaw and Fusco. Which, by the way, uh, in the summer of 2016, in those last few months of American innocence, uh... This was a horrifying realization to figure out that Samaritan just decided the President of the United States was no longer relevant. But nowadays, in the years of the Trump administration, in the era of the Trump administration, mm, eh. <laughs> couldn't care less. <laughs> yeah, who cares, President, whatever. Like, <laughs> this reveal, I'm gonna be honest, did not age well, like, through no fault of its own, just what's happened in the world since then, like, the office of the president is no longer as revered as it once was. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump saw to that, just drove it into the ground, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> the reveal that Samaritan just decided the president was no longer relevant. Uh, not as horrifying in present day. But anyway, Reese and Sean Fusco now have to go to D.C. and protect the president. And now have to protect the president of the United States. Um, we get this great sequence at this gala that the president is making an appearance at. Uh, where Reese and Shaw are sort of gallivanting around, watching things, trying to make sure everything's safe. Uh, Reese runs into Logan Pierce. Remember Logan Pierce from, like, way back in the day? Way, way back in seasons past? He was once a number? Uh, Reese just runs into him, and Logan Pierce helps him get into the gala. Eventually, Reese finds an exposed brick that happens to be a bomb <laughs> that is just a full-blown planted explosive that Reese and Shaw then frantically run to store in the kitchen uh, just to get it away from the general party people. They evacuate the kitchen and the, then just store it there and it explodes far away from the actual party. So that bomb explodes. The explosion is heard and felt. And then a warning comes on the screen saying, hey, this is a warning. Stop your illegal surveillance. Stop your mass surveillance stuff. Pull back on that or the president dies tomorrow. So this is like about mass surveillance. This is about basically this is another vigilance. Like they're very, 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 very pissed off about the government turning itself into a surveillance state. They are very mad about the government's proposals on mass surveillance and the president's the president's proposals specifically. And they find this waiter who's looking very suspicious, who's just being very iffy and doesn't look like he's fitting in. 
acting real weird. So they capture him and interrogate him. I love this interrogation scene where Shaw just goes nuts. Uh, and Sarah Shahi delivers this exquisite monologue. And just is like, yeah, you know, this is perfect for me. I don't feel anything. I don't uh, really regret anything. I don't really uh, have any any guilt or anything. But you, you feel stuff. You're normal. And so that means you have people out there who you love and want to not get hurt. So if you don't tell me what I want to know, I will not only hurt you, but I will go after all those people you care about. And eventually this guy cracks and goes on his long mass surveillance tirade and uh, just, you know, confesses to everything. And then Reese and Shaw walk out of the room and basically let this dude escape so he can lead them back to whoever's running the show on this. Whoever is running the attack on the president. So Shaw and Fusco follow this guy to a brownstone. Shaw goes in and walks in on this meeting and immediately gets captured by this one senator's wife that she met at this gala. Immediately gets captured by her and immediately gets taken in and we get like villain monologues about how bad surveillance is and all of that. And (laughs) I love how Shaw is just constantly undermining these terrorists and, like, basically pointing out how stupid they are. They are not as experienced as Vigilance was. They may be up... (laughs) They may be going after the same basic tenets as Vigilance, but they are certainly not as skilled as Vigilance was. Like, Shaw points out many, many times how they are very much not professionals and very much... Do not, (laughs) do not know what the hell they're doing. And so, Shaw is just pointing out, like, yeah, uh, this guy has a safety on. That woman's been shaking since she started holding up that gun. Like, I'm going to take all of you out. Uh, And then, lights get cut, and Shaw just goes nuts and takes everyone out. And so... She leaves these guys with Fusco. They go to the plaza outside of where the president is giving a big speech. Uh, We know for a fact that this is where it's going to happen. Whenever the assassination attempt is going to take place, this is where it's going to happen. Whatever that's going to be. So we go over there. Reese is looking around. Shaw's looking around. Uh, Fusco's just sort of examining all the security measures and seeing, like, where an attack could come from. And eventually, after much... After much looking around and after much interrogation of our ringleader of this senator's wife, she eventually accidentally gives up by looking at the wrong thing unintentionally to Fusco that... They're using drones to attack the president. They had drones uh, 
in the sky above where the president was giving his speech. They're going to hijack one of them, and they're going to use that to attack the president. At this moment, uh, Reese is Reese immediately identifies the Secret Service mole, who then immediately makes him and gets the entire Secret Service to attack him. So Reese is just now on the run from the Secret Frickin' Service. And Shaw is on the roof opposite of the plaza, just sort of looking down on everything. Reese eventually joins her. Uh, Drone gets hijacked. Drone starts getting ready to dive bomb the president's SUV. And so in order to protect the president, Shaw starts shooting at him. Intentionally missing so that the president will... Run away from his SUV. Just before the drone comes down and blows it the hell up. So they're able to save the president. The president is safe. Everything's great. And then the Secret Service come to take Reese and Shaw. And they get on this big chase. And eventually get captured. And Fusco also gets captured uh, by a Secret Service agent who had an anonymous tip called into them that uh, this was the place where the terrorists were. And then this dude just sees Fusco and is like, All right, this is clearly a bad guy. And then, weirdly enough, this guy, Joey, one of the earliest numbers from this show, way back in, like, episode three of season one, shows up and saves Reese and Shaw and provides them with army uniforms as disguises and takes out the secure and takes out uh, the terrorists and the Secret Service mole and gets them out of there. Gets them out of the thumb of the Secret Service, out, out from under the thumb of them and the terrorists that are uh, trying to get retribution for effing up their presidential assassination. They're so well-planned, not-at-all-flawed presidential assassination. So, Joey escorts them out. Meanwhile, Fusco gets a visit from Harper, who shows up as a... Homeland Security agent saying, we're doing a joint venture with the NYPD, and that's why this guy is here. Don't question him. Uh, F off. And so Harper gets Fusco out. So, wait a minute. Logan Pierce, Joey, Harper, that's three X numbers who have now helped Reese and Sean Fusco in some way. What the hell is going on here? Well, after Shaw storms out, and after uh, Reese and Fusco are reunited, and we bring our three X numbers together, we realize the machine has recruited all of them, and they are another team dealing with another set of irrelevant numbers. The machine created another team. 
Yes! I love this! I love this so much! Honestly, this could have been a spinoff. I'm gonna be totally honest. Like, if Person of Interest had a bigger audience and wasn't and didn't go so under the radar and didn't get such abysmal ratings when it was on this could have been a spin-off and i would have loved it <laughs> and it would have been something beautiful but yeah uh they're a team now and they're all working for the machine and they just go off like okay we're doing a another number now like they I don't think I actually mentioned this specifically, but they got Reese's number. Or rather, Detective Riley's number. We got the President's number. They got Reese's number. So it was like this chain of people in life-threatening danger that the machine was sort of dealing with. And it was, it's great. It's so freaking great, and I love everything about that so goddamn much. But yeah, that's uh, that's all that. And Pierce leaves Reese with a picture from the machine of Finch and sort of information on what's going on with him. While we're mentioning that, let's talk about what the hell Finch has been doing this episode. Because Finch basically spends this entire episode... Essentially on a road trip with the machine. And just having various conversations with the machine about... Uh, what it feels. Uh, about if it grieves or not. Which is a really, really spectacular, nuanced conversation. Uh, it talks... They talk a lot about... Uh, whether or not it's right for the machine to use Root's voice. Uh, they talk about whether or not the machine should be allowed to exist, whether or not it was a mistake to create the machine. And on and on and on and on. And it's really, really great and really, really amazing. And I love everything about it. It's so... It's such great written dialogue that's so well done. It's just... Everything I love about Person of Interest's take on artificial intelligence just wrapped into one subplot. And it culminates in Finch breaking into this major facility, uh, stealing something called the Ice-9 virus. Saying it's the only way that Samaritan's gonna be taken down. And the machine being like, hey, this will cause some collateral damage. And Finch being like, it's worth it, we gotta take out Samaritan. And the machine is just fully, like, going all out on defending Finch. The security is being turned on each other and misdirected and all of that. At one point, Finch gets captured by this one security guard. And the machine feeds Finch information to tell this dude of, like, Hey, listen, there's a man gonna be declared brain dead in two hours. He's got a heart. That is perfect for your daughter. If if you let me go, I will make sure that your daughter gets that heart. If not, she will be moved all the way to the back of the waiting list and die within five weeks. 
And then the dude, of course, lets Finch go, and that's that. So, oh boy, two episodes left. Two episodes left in the entirety of Person of Interest, and then we're done. Oh boy, are those two episodes real good. Oh boy, are those two episodes really, really incredible. Get ready for something special. Get ready for a full-blown race to the finish. It's gonna be real good. It's gonna be real, real good. If you like this, favorite podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468. And support the show, patreon.com slash thomasclark, pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that's not work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 12. Talk to you then.